This week on Pass the Everything, the scoop covers a food recall, social media food trends we hate, a subscription to a convenience store, and the shockingly obvious reason restaurants are having hiring trouble. Plus, we recap episode six of Top Chef Portland and share a chance to have an international lunch with some really famous people. Episode four, let's eat. From our table in New Orleans, this is the Past the Everything podcast. Your new favorite food podcast. We just get really into the zone when we're dancing and singing along we with jamming. our intro music. We were jamming. I was feeling myself there. We were feeling it. <laughs> it's a great way to get loosened up. Uh-huh. Uh, let's start with the intros. My podcast partner, for the sake of the podcast, we'll call him PTE, stands for Past the Everything. He is the creator of the Past the Everything Instagram that started it all, also known to frequent bars and drink alone. Yeah, What's up, a, PTE? Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, and she is Ashley. She left her career in radio uh, to work on this podcast with me, and she is now the Termite Terminator. We know her as Ashley. Yeah, it is termite season in New Orleans. That's something that a lot of tourists don't really know goes down. There is yeah. like a specific day when they start swarming, and all of a sudden- you may notice that all of a sudden the houses don't look quite as inviting as they usually do because we're all like, turn off the lights, they're coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's what I pictured the plague kind of looking like. With yeah. Like, where like the locusts were flying around and swarming. It, it yes. gets bad. You and leave it, your door open for like one no, minute to no, take no, in no, the no. food that was delivered to you. And yeah. we've already killed like what, five tonight yeah. before starting the podcast? Yeah, there might still be some flying around. If you have cool, a- looking if, forward to that. Yeah, if you have like a, a screen on your door, your windows, you're very hashtag blessed. But a lot of places don't because the homes here are really old. So it, it sucks. You can't really open the door for long periods of time. I, I hear that sound effect in the background. You were like, oh, I, they, you, they can hear my whiskey. Yeah, I started to pick up the glass of whiskey I had next to me. And, well, uh, now you have to turn yeah. it into like an <laughs> ASMR moment. All right, I apologize. Do you apologize? I feel like this is a sorry, not sorry moment. Oh, so good. You're like, I need this. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave that in. All right. Termites aside, what's going on? And that's news in New Orleans. Let's talk <laughs> news with food. We call it the scoop. And this one I think is going to resonate with you. Okay. Frito-Lay had to recall lots of bags of their ruffles, all dressed potato chips. After they figured out they put the wrong flavor in a bunch of bags. It doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal, but they had accidentally swapped all dressed, a flavor I've never heard of, uh-huh. with some other flavor that was made with milk. Wait. And as okay. our resident lactose intolerant person. Oh shit, you got a bunch of lactose intolerant people yeah. trying to get down on some milk all is a major lays. allergen yeah, and yeah. you can't just switch up flavors like that. Damn. That is great. Okay. What is a, I want to know what the all dress flick. So when I think of all dress, I'm thinking like a po' boy, right? Like you get your sure. real po' boy and like, what do you want? And like, oh, I want to dress, which, you know, uh, for those listening, not familiar with the term, it means you want everything on it. So I, I'm not sure what a, what a bag of potato chips with everything in it Googled. would entail. Are you, go. are you looking I'm doing this up? it right now. Okay. Brought over from Canada, where it has been the number one Ruffles flavor, a blend of salty, savory, and sweet flavors all at the same time. Think salt and vinegar, ketchup, and barbecue all rolled together. That, that's my best pitch. That's the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the voiceover commercial lady voice. No, you did great. That honestly just sketches me the fuck out because they, they're not specific. They're like, think about ketchup. Think about salt and sweet and da-da-da-da-da but they don't give you any specific. So it's just a bunch of additives and, and bullshit. I, I don't know. Would, would you want, I mean, I think we would both try it. We're pretty easy going when it comes to the food, but I don't know. It just sounds sketchy as hell. And then I'm looking at the ingredients and mm-hmm. it says potatoes, vegetable oil. And then the next ingredient is everything. All dressed seasoning. You can't, you can't just call something the yeah. all dressed. Se- Maybe it's their like secret flavor combination, like in Dr. Pepper or KFC or something like that, where do they, they don't give away the it, secrets. Do they sell it down? They have to, right? Cause it's yeah, Canada's yeah. number one. Yeah. They flavor. brought it here. I'm not, I'm, I so don't it is not enough. like New Orleans all dressed where there's like some gravy yeah. and like all the different yeah. vegetables Lettuce and tomato and, and mm-hmm. mayo and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Uh, um, that's a hard pass I, I, again, especially I, I, since, I, you I know, you may it. have a lactose intolerant episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, I break that, <laughs> I break that shit almost. Every. I mean, I was eating cheese like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> they recalled the chips. It should be fine. Yeah. That's, um, sounds a little bit sketchy. 
You're like hard pass on that one. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Again, I would try it though. You know, I might even like it, but I can admit that it also sounds pretty sketchy if they're not telling you what the ingredients are. I, I think if I dug, I'd be able to find it, but I was just, you know, for a quick Google. Well, well it says, think ketchup, think salt. See, blah, I didn't blah. dedicate myself to the homework enough to like buy some okay. of the chips and bring them in. So my yeah. bad, apologies. Well, on the podcast would be just us eating chips, <laughs> talking about it. So <laughs> yeah, drinking whiskey, eating chips. People are like, this took a weird ASMR Selfishly, that, that sounds like for. from at least from our end, not, yeah, not for the yeah, listeners, yeah. but for, from where, where we're coming from. This sounds like the best podcast of all Definitely time. Definitely much yeah. easier production. Like, Two really listeners, no me and involved. you, as soon yeah. as it comes out, mm-hmm. even our moms would jump off the train. We've lost and everyone. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> Something that I would like to lose are some of these like social media food mm-hmm. challenge trends. I would love to lose 99% of them, but I like the segue you did there. That was smooth. Uh-huh. That was I have two of them that are like trending right now. I'm the nervous. first one started with a 24 year old Nashvilleian TikToker who okay. I'm assuming is fairly vain because she has, I guess, been credited with starting this trend of taking and posting pictures I, I, of yourself. I already hate it. I don't know where you're going with this and I <laughs> fucking hate this person already. All right. Pictures of yourself before and after you eat and posting them on social media. Like that's the trend now. Like congratulations, you have a food baby. I don't, I don't understand. So she's, so she's food probably, shaming. I don't understand. I don't what, what's her, what's the goal here? I assume she's just like a really skinny person and then she eats and she's like, Ooh, you can see it. I have food in my she's belly like, now. Here's me pre and post cheeseburger. I think it's just an opportunity for her to post two pictures of herself. Yeah. This sounds like the most vain shit I've ever heard. I can't. Oh man. Remember how you warned me that you were going to tell me something that might kind of trigger something in me. That's going to make me hate everything. I'm it's, I'm feeling it fester inside of me. <laughs> I feel like the listeners know uh, that I'm kind of trapping you. Yeah, with, like, I know. They look, at your, they look at your look that you're giving me right now. I'm like, motherfucker, you knew exactly what you were doing. Rant bait. I think yeah. I'm going to coin that term if I'm it's trying, not already a thing. I don't know. I honestly, I'm so annoyed and upset by this. It's hard to even formulate the words, but Yes, it does sound like an excuse to just take two photos of yourself. I'm guessing it's an attractive individual or at least, you know, I'm not even going to go down that path in my head. This is also can give people some like really fucked up kind of body dysmorphia about themselves. Sure. Like you have people that already struggle with that. And it's a very serious thing. Mm-hmm. And now you have these fucking assholes posting pictures of themselves before and after they eat. It's like, there's already, there's already enough out there to make people, I don't know, like either like, like question themselves or, you know, get themselves put on themselves on crazy diets or even sure. have eating disorder, whatever. Right. There's a million things like that out there. And now you have this person who somehow has managed to find another fucking layer, right. Another level and, that people can take this to. It's so it's, it's unnecessary. And to inspire other people, because if you say something's trending, that means it's more than just you doing it. Other yeah. people have jumped on yeah, the train and they're, and they're like, this. I'm going to do it too. Yeah, no. And Sorry, I just, that's my like vapid and, social and, media influencer no, voice. And that's how every, and that's how they all sound. And um, <laughs> Hey guys, check out my body. I just ate some bacon. What the fuck are we doing? And you know, maybe it's the pessimist or the realist in me. I just, I just, see this going south. I see this doing more harm than it does good. And I see this being done for all the wrong reasons. I really don't believe this person sought out, you know, to do this as a, I don't know, a fucking favor to society that, you know, the the only thing that good that can come from it is like, I forgot the woman's Instagram account, but she, Mm -hmm. uh, she just mocks celebrities that do dumb shit. So like if celebrities post themselves, like, you know, running through a field and doing a stupid dance, she'll do the same thing, but Mm -hmm. like, she's really clumsy and it's funny. Oh yeah. And I, I can't, I can't her remember name her name, but she's hilarious. The only way I can see this being a benefit to society is if someone takes this and basically just mocks it, right? Sure. Somebody who is, maybe they post a picture before they eat a meal and afterwards, but it's like the same exact picture and it's just them shirtless fucking around and they're just owning it. That would be, that would be funny. While we're mocking this one, can yeah. we also just completely shut down the second social media food trend I have for you. Cause it's even worse. Wait, so I, this was the warm up? Yeah, oh that was, God, that was the on. better of the two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> People are eating rotten meat to get high. They're calling it high meat. They say that eating old decomposed discolored meat growing mold and bacteria makes them feel euphoric. I don't know where you draw the line between euphoria and sickness because that's like super dangerous, right? Yeah. And also disgusting. Yeah. And you want to talk about triggering. I don't know how people are watching other people post videos 
of doing this. I know the gross out factor is real. And that's why like Dr. Pimple Popper has a show on TLC, which I just thinking about that makes me want to vomit. I admit I watched the show. You're one of those people, but I don't think I can watch somebody oh, a that's, yeah, okay. do something so gross yeah. and b waste perfectly good meat like that. Oh my God. Wait. So they're, they're purposefully taking good meat and then letting it go bad to try to get yes. high off of it. Yes. Okay. So that's the, that's the first cardinal sin right there. It's like right. you're taking good meat, right? And is this, is this a thing in the, in the U S I'm guessing, is this a trend that, that we're doing here? I don't know that it's I just everything. American. I found this article on IFL science and it's not just like, Oh, I left it out last night. Now yeah. I'm going to eat it tomorrow. They're letting I it mean, spoil for a long period of time. Yeah. Like months or even okay. like years of decomposition. Fuck. No. Are you kidding me? There's one YouTuber that's eating, uh, Meat that he claims is an entire year Wait, old. Wait, is this like an ASMR meats? I'm eating really bad meat. So people are watching this being like, is this dude? Look, I, I don't know why you would post this because it's so dangerous for people that are going to have like food poisoning yeah. from doing this. Yeah, this is going to sound like a weird thing to say, but uh, I think drugs are cheaper. So let's be smarter about this. Right. I why mean, do you have to be so let's be honest <laughs> again? I mean, geez, weird have thing any to say. People ever tried, ever tried psychedelics before? I mean, it's not that expensive. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> the high is a hell of a lot better. Just throwing that out again. There. I think it's kind of what I was saying. The first one, it's like another cry for attention. Yeah. It's just some stupid fucking trend that makes absolutely no sense. And there's going to be some asshole that starts a YouTube page and they're eating bad meat and whether they get quote unquote high or they don't, they'll probably just fucking fake it. People are going to watch and incentivize this person to continue doing something stupid. Mm -hmm. And people are going to follow until somebody dies. And I'm going to get older. And every day I'm going to hate people more and more because <laughs> people do shit like this. And it just adds to my whole theory that the majority of people are stupid and I hate them. How about a happier story? <laughs> I feel like it's time. I've gotten you here to the brink of uh, just taking off the oh, headphones gonna, and shutting down the whole yeah, thing. I was like a cliff. Cause I'm about, You're to, like, about cool, to jump. Episode like, you know over. What? It's over. How about this? Circle <laughs> K has launched a new subscription plan where you pay six bucks a month yeah, and you can go get a coffee, tea, slushy, or fountain drink every day. What? Six bucks a month at Circle K. Man, that's awesome. I didn't even, I had no idea what was the details of this story, but for some weird reason, as soon as you said Circle K, I was a hundred percent on board. <laughs> You're like, I don't care what it is. I'm in. Big Circle K fan. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. I grew up next to one. Like it was, you know, a little, mm -hmm. for, for those that don't know, it's a you know, gas station slash convenience store. Mm -hmm. If you look at it compared to like a Bucky's, there's nothing too fancy about a Circle K, but they are consistent. They are consistent. Like I put I've, Circle K over 7-Eleven. I've never been to a Bucky's and what? I know, I know, I know that's the what reaction a, I get from everybody. Okay, for my East Coast US people, have you been to a Wawa? No. Oh my God. No. I feel like you're um, no. questioning all my credibility here behind this microphone talking about food because I haven't been to Bucky's or Wawa. You're going to get I'm some sorry. people messaging you yeah. being like, how the fuck have you, like, you need to stop what you're doing. They're going to come for my job. Yeah. We, I think we might have a thing where we have like a homework of the week. Yours might be too. You need to find the nearest Bucky's or you need to find the nearest. I mean, well, Wawa's- You're sending me on a road trip. I'm sending you on a road trip. Uh, is the podcast paying for a plane <laughs> trip? No, probably not. I probably, assume not. Yeah, probably not. Considering not that- yet, uh, Not yet, at least. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Maybe in a couple months, we'll check back and yeah. then you can send me on that homework again. Holy shit, man. Now, if it's not just For Circle real, you're, K- you're missing out. But yeah, if you had, Circle K. If you had another place where you could opt in for a subscription like this mm -hmm. and go every single day. Yeah. If it's not Circle K, what would the other place be? Shit, good question. I feel like I kind of fucked myself on the answer here because I immediately started thinking of convenience stores. And then I went to the upper echelon, which is the Bucky's and the Wawa's, but it's not a cop-out answer. But if they had a, a subscription service, I think that would be awesome. You know what? Fuck it. 7-Eleven. Okay. I'm not one to, uh, to turn down a 7-Eleven chili dog. So if they had a subscription service... The thing about the, like the upper echelon convenience stores slash gas stations are that I, they don't need services like this because they're pumping people in and out quite literally. That was a horrible joke. Uh, <laughs> gas station oh, yeah, pump for anybody Ga who missed it. Yeah. I hate myself. Um, 
No, like I don't think they need something like this. But for Circle K, I think this is actually really brilliant. I don't know. It can incentivize people to go there for six dollars a month. Is it okay? Is it limited to like one a day? Like, can you go and get one coffee a day? What's the deal? Yeah, I think it's one visit every day for a beverage. That's fucking awesome, though. I mean, if I live next to a Circle K, shit, I might get done with this tonight and Google if there's a Circle K nearby. And if there is, I'm signing up. Six dollars a month. I, I don't see why I want to do that. You know, I think it, it makes sense because when they get you in there, you're probably not just going to leave no. with the beverage. You're going to grab a snack. You're going to grab, maybe you're going to fill up if there's, you know, I a need for uh, gas. Yeah. I don't go into any store for anything and don't grab extra shit that I don't need. I went to CVS. You are a victim of the checkout counter. Oh my God. All the random crap on display. It's random crap and it's candy. And we've discussed this. I'm team chocolate. It's chocolate for me every single time. Like today I went to... I went to a CVS and I was there for like paper towels and I ended up leaving with king size Milky Ways and uh, three musketeers. And because they're like, they're like two for $3 and I'm like, well, I can't pass this up. I'm already here at the checkout counter. I'm just going to grab some chocolate bars, throw them in the bag and I'm ready to roll. So yeah, if I have a subscription to, to circle K I'm, I'm grabbing more. Don't they also have like donuts and shit there? Hell yeah. yeah I'm loading up. You know what? And I said it was $6. Oh, I misquoted. It's five ninety nine. Oh shit. Does okay. that make it even more enticing for Psychologically, you? Psychologically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put a 99 on it. Put a 99 on it. That's it. Well, but what I really like about it though, is that you have options. You said you can get tea and other stuff too. So it's not just limited to coffee. Mm-hmm. You could get a slushy if you wanted. I might end up drinking gas station coffee for the rest of my life because of this. <laughs> this could this could revolutionize the way that I live. All right. Well then on behalf of Circle K, you're welcome. Yeah. You have I feel a, like for a me, lifelong customer. It wouldn't be about beverages. I would try and get a weekly subscription and this is hyper local to New Orleans. Okay. I would try and get a weekly subscription where I pay and can have it at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Mickey Moto Sushi. Because I already do order from them probably at least once a week. Okay. To the point where it's delivered mm-hmm. in yellow bags that say yeah. Mickey Moto on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have so many. <laughs> when I finish the bag, it goes straight into the bathroom as like the trash can liners. Oh, so when the new one comes for the week, that's your, mm-hmm. that's your cue to yep. you take out the trash. It. Wow. <laughs> okay. That is a whole nother level. That is a whole nother level. Yeah. I admire that. I mean, so if if I can like tag them in a post about the podcast and like see if we can work something yeah. out. It's almost to the point where it's weird if I go eat there in person because mm-hmm. I'm afraid they're gonna be like, oh, that's that girl <laughs> that usually orders X, Y, Z. Same, like I rotate between a few different like, roles and things. Yeah, you, you have like a starting five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just rotate. Yeah, but know. I was there in the restaurant a couple of weeks ago, which I hadn't been in so long. Partially that, because of pandemic. Is that a but, pretty weird feeling when you walked yeah, in? Yeah, like, I felt oh. like I was like, I need to order something different to throw them off. Yeah. I don't want them to know it's me. Yeah. Okay. So now I, now I have to ask without getting too derailed here, is this a, this is my favorite sushi place in new Orleans or is this a, it's super convenient, It's. but I also really enjoy it place. I'm not asking you to like, give me a list here. Cause I don't want to catch you too off guard. No, I don't I'm need curious. to do a top five list, but I think yeah. they are very uh, fresh. They have lots of different rolls or non-roll things to choose from. Okay. They deliver everywhere. Okay. Or I can call and go through their drive-through and never have to get out of my car if I'm doing pickup. The drive-through is super is super key. So basically they're consistent and convenient, which a lot of times if I'm hungry, that's kind of the top two things I'm looking for. Right. What will I know that's going to be good and what will I be able to get quickly? Except for the fact that they are closed Saturdays for lunch. And I don't understand why. Wait, so they close Saturday. I'm on, I wonder if that's when like their shipment of fish. I don't in. know. That's the only thing that makes sense, right? But I am one of maybe the few people, and I'd like somebody to back me up on this. Mm-hmm. When I'm hungover, I enjoy sushi. Okay. Especially in the summer when it's really warm and I don't want hot food when I'm already feeling like, because I'm hungover, which I was this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to have sushi in my hungover state. Yeah. And they don't open for lunch on Saturday. I, I just, I've never been able to ask them. I'd, I'd like somebody to clarify. I have to ask you this now. And I will ask you to like, give me a ranking here. Is sushi your number one go-to when you're hungover? Like, is that the number one thing that you crave? You're like, if I have this, I'll feel better. Like your food, hair of the dog. Mm, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes it's just generally like breakfast. Okay. I need something with eggs and an option to get bacon, even if it doesn't come with that mm. particular Okay. 
That's interesting. It's just, it, it's interesting to me because everybody has their own, their own thing. What's yours? Um, it's, it's consistent every time something greasy, really greasy. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty typical. I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big cheeseburger when I'm hungover person. Also carbonation, like a, oh. like a large Coke goes a <laughs> long way when I'm hungover. Well, that's me all the time. Yeah. I am, <laughs> you can attest to this. I am. You're not, describing me now. I'm not even fairly addicted. I am. If you ever offer me a drink somewhere, I probably will say, no, I'm good. I brought my own diet Coke. Yeah. Like it's, it's bad. And I know, Mm -hmm. and I have a, if you ask me for my power ranking of diet Cokes, I could do that for you. Really? Cause my least favorite is diet Coke in a plastic bottle. That's fair. Because if I'm drinking a soda, it's usually plastic bottles at the bottom of the list. Like I, like like the, the one I had tonight was the Mexican Coke bottle. Glass. And, that, and glass is huge. Like, and I, and I always say for some reason, a Mexican Coke bottle, or a glass bottle makes Coke taste a lot better. It really mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. But Even, so plastic bottle, bottom of the barrel, we can definitely sure. agree on that. Yeah. So is glass your number one then? It's harder to find diet Coke in a glass bottle that isn't like two sips. And then to me, it feels like a tease. Yeah. So I can't, it's not enough to get your fix. Sure. I can't ask somebody, <laughs> can I have three glass bottles of diet Coke, please? Just all at the same time. That's fine. Cause then I seem like a crazy person. I am a crazy person when it comes to You're like Ron Swanson when he ordered all the eggs and bacon at a restaurant. No, you don't understand. No, you don't I understand. all of the eggs I think you what you heard was, yes. I would like a lot. What I asked was, I would like all. <laughs> there exactly are many like. times my friends and I have been somewhere and I asked the server to bring me like the biggest Diet Coke. And they're mm. like, well, this is a restaurant and we have one size of glass. I'm yeah. like- Cool. Cool. You're going to be coming back. Also, you use pitchers to pour those into <laughs> cups. So if we're getting real fucking serious here, like you just like- Don't bring it to the fountain. Just charge, bring me my own pitcher. No, I mean like, listen- <laughs> Charge I, me for four at a time. Yeah, that's fine. We both have worked in the restaurant industry. Yeah. And if I had somebody that told me that, I would be like, how about this? How about I wash out a pitcher for you? I give you a pitcher of Diet Coke and I charge you the equivalent of a pitcher of beer. And I guarantee that you or the person ordering would be like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And I'm glad that you pointed out that, yes, we have both worked in the service industry mm-hmm. in one position or another. Yeah. I think, and we've talked about this off the podcast before, yeah. that every American, I don't care what career path you're trying to go into, needs to have at least a year of service industry experience, no yeah. matter where you go after, or if you stay in that for life, I think that's something that contributes to who you are as a human and understanding of one another to have worked on the other side. Yeah. That actually does bring me back to my very last story that I have this week. It was an article that I was kind of reading on CNN about how, uh, what is driving restaurant workers away right now? Uh, Yeah. Well, it's toxic workplaces and, um, big surprise, Low pay. Color me fucking shocked. Right. Jesus Christ. We need to, we need to have meetings in Congress about this shit. These uh, assholes are making. study finds. Oh, like, yeah, no, it's, yeah. duh. Oh, Anybody Let's who has Congress worked in the service industry. scientists working on this. Yeah. You know, wasting millions of taxpayer dollars to talk about something that's so fucking common sense. I can't believe we have to have conversations around it. But it's, it's a not perfect that storm right now. Yeah. Because- because, but yeah, but the, what's happening now is that, and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but what's <laughs> happening is that, is that this current situation that we are in, and, and also that's reflected around the world, is that these issues have been exposed. That's the problem. Right. Because during the height of the coronavirus pandemic, people Mm -hmm. were driven out of their restaurant jobs and now they're on unemployment Mm -hmm. in a way that is more secure and steady than what a restaurant job can offer. And all of these people I've been seeing all over social media, like, can you imagine outing yourself about the fact that you don't value your employees enough to like pay them a livable wage? And you just want to say like, people would rather stay home for unemployment than come work for me. I feel like that's shitting on yourself more than it is the people who don't That's literally shitting on yourself. That's your way of saying, I don't pay as much, or if I do, it's barely above what unemployment is, which by the way is not not a lot. Right. It's not a lot. And the only reason why it's even somewhat survivable on now is because they raised it for COVID. But this is a joke. Like people, people complaining about that. Like you said, they're just outing themselves. Right. It's, it's insane. And it's like, Hey, here's a novel idea. How about you treat people the way they should be treated and pay them a livable fucking wage? You know, to wrap it up neatly, they say, well, it's not a worker shortage. It's a wage shortage. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly it. how it is. There's plenty of people ready to go to work. I'm sure somebody would like to have a job that pays them better than unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that unemployment right now in the United States is also non-taxable. And I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it is. 
And if that's the case, then what the fuck is the incentive for somebody who's unemployed to go and work somewhere making even the same amount of money? I guess morally, yeah, I could work. I, I don't know. I could work for the same amount yeah. of money, or I could watch TV. Yeah, from my house and, and also get be that selective and find a better job because right, I'm taking right, right, my right, right. time with it, and I'm gonna, you know, I like understand if I'm gonna go back to work, it. I better make far yeah. more than unemployment yeah. would pay me. Yeah, well, I for mean, doing nothing. Yeah, it's exposing a thing in the. I United- mean, looking for jobs. Sure, that's yeah. what you're doing looking, with your unemployment. Yeah, looking for work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's also you know exposing an issue in the United States where. How long has it been since we increased minimum wage? Meanwhile, um, inflation continues to you know to skyrocket, and we're not raising the amount of money that people are making. And it's such a deep problem. But the funny part is, it's also like a common sense problem. Like you can easily look at it and be like, "Well, here's the pain points. Yeah. If we change these things, then I think we can get back on track." And then, just like when people who yeah. manage. Yes. Are talking about their high turnover. <laughs> and I'm like, so who yeah. are you complaining about right I'm like, now? Are you, you just telling me yeah. about you? Yeah. Or are you telling me about the people that yeah. work for you? And it's always the people that don't have any sort of pulse on that organization at all. Right. That always are like, oh, the turnover. It's like, have you opened your fucking eyes and looked around for two seconds? But yeah. I do still think, despite all the problems we've discussed, mm-hmm. you need to have some time working. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll be generous. I'll say service industry or retail. Okay, both fair. Because I I really do think it would teach people some manners real fucking quick. Uh, You know how we've seen the rise of the Karen? Yeah. I don't think that would be a problem if all of the Karens had been on that side of things before and understood what they're really complaining about. And now if you're a Karen, but you're not a Karen, guess what? You can walk around and live your life as a free Karen and you're not going to get judged. (laughs) Roaming in the wild. You're going to roam in the wild. You can be fine. You (laughs) You can tell people, you can introduce yourself and not get the chuckle. Like your friends and family don't give you shit. You're living a free life. So if your name is Karen and you're listening to the podcast, just think about what the world we would be living in, what that would look like. Right. I don't want anybody <laughs> to feel personally attacked because of the name on their birth certificate. That's not what I'm doing. Blame your parents. If anything, don't blame us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's it for the scoop this week. Now that we've both gotten worked up and like made uh, yeah. everyone have to go work in the service industry. You know, I think a lot of people would back that though. I really do. Let's talk about food and entertainment before yeah. the podcast. We watched top chef tonight. Yes, we did this week's episode. Yes. Uh, quick fire challenge essentially was shrooms uh, make stuff with yeah. mushrooms. Think uh, that you're going to get uh, immunity and also the $10,000 surprise in the whatever challenge, the end of the episode one. Yeah. No immunity. In fact, it's a double elimination, which yeah. was super rude. It was super rude. And so uh, Chef Gabriel from Oregon, he's the one that won the quick fire challenge. Because Shocker. he's so used to like, he he's multiple times in this season yeah. talked about how he goes out into the woods with his family and like forages for stuff. Yeah. Something you and I said that we have never done in our lives. Literally never done. I've never gone out into the woods and picked out like my meal for the night. Yeah. The, the closest I've gotten to is like picking blackberries as a kid, but I certainly wasn't roaming through the fucking forest, you know, walking around trying to scourge for shit. Or sure. I don't, is I don't that a word? Scourge is a word. No. What was I going for there? I, Whatever. Scrounge? Scrounge. No, Scavenge? there was something else. I combined two words I was trying to use. Scavenge? Whatever. We're going to, we're going to leave this in too. All right. Um, I feel like somebody's going to figure out what you were trying yeah, to say. Well, somebody will. That's fine. Forage? Forage is the word. It was forage and, and scrounge. And scrounge. That was it. Scourge. Yeah. I was having like a mental battle. People are, people are going to be that responding. They're well. going to just like the same way they did in episode one. Like, they're like, dude, it's heavyweights. Yeah. <laughs> dude, scourge is not a word. I fucking know it. God damn it. I was so close. I think my closest experience so would be close. like going like crabbing or something with the family. And then like That's that cool. night we get to eat like crab stew or boiled crabs or whatever. Okay. So you need to give yourself a little bit more credit then because that's a pretty unique experience. You're like, I've never done that before. So I used to go crabbing with my family. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm just explaining to you like, hello, I, uh, grew up Cajun and that's, that's all I'm telling you there. Okay. I don't have any cool stories. I never did any of that. I picked blackberries when I was a kid. Oh, you know what? You'll love this shit. There was one time where I was trying to, I was, I think 14, I wasn't legal enough to like get a real job. I found some in the newspaper, um, old, and I got this job picking blueberries for 25 cents a pound. The most that I made in a single fucking day. Actually, guess guess how much I made in a single day. I'm talking like 12 hours of picking blueberries nonstop as like a 14-year-old kid. And how much was it a pound? 25 cents a pound. 
I'll say you made like five dollars a day. It was like three twenty-five. Oh, Do you no. know how fucking hard it is to pick a pound of blueberries? Actually, I, we had friends growing up that had a blueberry farm. Yeah, and, and they exploited idiot kids like me who like wanted to learn the value of a dollar. And then, well, they didn't put us to work like at the place that I went to. They like let you come pick your own blueberries, mm -hmm. and then you'd take your basket and put it on the scale, and you'd pay for how much you picked. Yeah, I was the opposite. I was like picking blueberries for the farm, and they're paying me twenty five cents a pound. I'm pretty sure there's like some child labor laws that should uh, that should prevent me from doing that. But what the hell do I know? Yeah, three twenty five in a single day. And I remember my mom thought it was hilarious. I was like, oh, now you've learned the value of a dollar. I'm like, I fucking hate you. I hate this job. I hate everyone on this farm. Like, I'm never doing this again. I was like, do you know how hard this is? I've been gone for 12 hours. Like, you don't wonder where I'm at? Like, what? I've been gone for 12 hours. I'm not going to check on, like, are you a 14-year-old kid? Now I'm picking blueberries all fucking day. I'm exhausted. And you can't even lie about like <laughs> sneaking some because blueberries are like one of the foods that tells on stain. you. Yeah. Because it will stain your mouth, your hands, your yeah. clothes. And you're and like, I wasn't eating any. I was picking the whole time. When you're picking, when I was picking them, at least the last thing I was thinking about was eating them. I just like, I got to pick these blueberries as fast as humanly possible. And if I eat, I'm eating into my profits. Like a couple of blueberries that could cost me 25 cents. So, you know. <laughs> We had very different childhood experiences very different with blueberries. Childhood, yeah. I feel like yours is very traumatizing and oh. mine is like a fond memory of childhood. Oh, no. Like great I got some traumatizing <laughs> child labor shit going on. Well, then I won't tell you too much about the blueberry cake that we had yesterday. Yeah, which I probably was spent, you know, 14 hours back in my day picking so y'all could have enjoyed that shit <laughs> in the fucking grocery store. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, he foraged for his little- Not scourged. Not scourged. Foraged, foraged for his yeah. mushrooms growing up. So he knew like yeah. what to do with them and all this stuff. He's a man and of the woods. Look, I will say that super sucks that you go into the elimination challenge thinking mm. that you have immunity and then you're paired up with someone and then you find out surprise, no immunity at all. Yeah. It is in fact a double elimination. Yeah. And now you're doing like a surf and turf challenge. Whatever the challenge would have been, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't have the immunity that every other episode the winner of the quick fire challenge was guaranteed. Yeah. And I that think that twist is super rude. Yeah. And my comment to you, I think was, so the rules are the rules until they are not, until the they're rules, not the rules, which is bullshit. Cause we were confused. Like, wait, so does Gabriel have the immunity? Like what's going on? And does on? that mean his partner gets immunity? Yeah. So the answer is no, it's a double elimination. And then the even more fucked up part was, so you alluded to this with the surf and turf challenge. It was all like natural ingredients and they're cooking outside. And, and he the Pacific said, Northwest yeah, too. he was like, oh, so this is, this is again, something that is suited exactly to my, I guess my upbringing and my skill set, my background. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now it doesn't matter because his immunity is out the window. It's like, God damn it. It's like, I got to sit here and prove myself again when I should have immunity. Like I made a joke, like he could, he should be able to take a shit on a plate and hand it to the judges and be like, it doesn't matter. I have immunity. Right. See you for next week's episode, but and the, it does matter. The surf and turf options, like you said, native to the area. So it wasn't like anybody had steak and lobster and that no. is surf and turf. It no. was like elk and bison and rabbit. And those were the turf options. And the surf smelt. ones were smelt mm -hmm. and salmon. The really, and the really ugly fish that you commented on. Sturgeon. There you go. Yeah. Sturgeon. Not to be confused with scourge. Yeah. Definitely not scourge. <laughs> that's when you try to forage and <laughs> something else. I fucking hate myself. <laughs> Um, no, the, the, the scourge fish, yeah, the scourge fish. <laughs> a lot of them, I assume hadn't really cooked with some of this stuff before. Yeah. Not at all. There's, there's a couple I of chefs that, are that very said specific. sturgeon. I'd be like, huh? You want to yeah. tell me what that is first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then again, I'm not a chef. Yeah. They seem to do great with it. They seem to, you know, get into their regular creative groove. Yeah. 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 And man, you got to kick yourself though. Once you find out that you do not have immunity and you just didn't pick someone that you think is the strongest person on the cast. Yeah. I mean, that's uh it's pretty brutal, but I was so happy because my two favorite people teamed up. Yeah. Sa I like that. Team. Sarah, like my number one girl, she's my number one person from episode one mm -hmm. and chef Shoda, like that's my guy. And they you called, love him too. Yeah, I like him like, too. Well, yeah. once they got rid of my favorite person, I was like, okay, well now I got to focus yeah. on someone else. I really like. He's so lovable. He's so lovable. He's got the great laugh. He's yeah. super creative. He's really, really talented. Also, he holds it down for Washington state, Washington state represent. He Hopefully cool. didn't pick blueberries as a kid. You know? Yeah, I know. He seems really cool. So they ended up winning. They had the rabbit and the smelt combo and they ended up winning the, the challenge. And I hate to say it. The, the judges kept being like, Never would you say like, I'd like to pair these two and prepare them together. And I'm yeah. thinking like, I don't know that I would want to eat that. 
Yeah, no, it didn't sound that appealing. I just think that they're so fucking talented that anyways, yeah, they just ended up, they end up winning the challenge, which is really cool. That was just an awesome moment for me. I'm like, this is awesome. My two people just won. Like they're not going to be eliminated. I'm guaranteed to have them on for, for next week, which is great. Gabriel gets fucked over. The guy who was supposed to have immunity. <laughs> gets attached to Chef Nelson, who was already on way shaky ground. Yeah. And, you know, I thought that if it hadn't been a classic double elimination, like if they could have picked just two people from two independent teams yeah. to go, I would have still chosen Nelson and then somebody else. Yeah. But because it was like, we take the losing team and both uh, of you go. Yeah. But then they swoop in at the last second and they're like, but twist, both of you are going into, oh, I can never remember the name of it. It's not the winners of the losers. Last chance kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The The winners of the losers. Both of you are going into that immediately right now. (laughs) Yeah, so they weren't even done taking off their aprons yet. They're like, hey, before you- before you get comfortable. No, Calicchio loads them up in a car yeah, and like, they're like, okay, let's go. Yeah, We're going kidding. to Last Chance Kitchen right Time now. Time to do this and we got to run inside this. And also it's bullshit because Gabriel, the reason why he was eliminated is because Nelson fucked up his part of the dish. The I, surf. I yeah, he fucked up the he fucked the up fish the was surf. cooked too hard. Yeah, he cooked the, yeah the, the, he cooked the fish too hard and Gabriel tried to compensate and it ended up imploding. So now- They said, we're going to do it right now, Last Chance Kitchen. And somebody from twist. Last Chance Kitchen right now is going to be brought back into the competition. I feel like we shouldn't spoil. You don't want to say it. I don't want to spoil. Okay. That's fine. I'm just going to say that I like what happened. Very much. I actually watched Last Chance Kitchen for the first time ever. You did. Usually I dismiss it, but Uh I I had to know what's going on. I haven't watched it at all. The only reason why I was like, hey, we need to watch this is because they did the plot twist. Yep. You're doing Last Chance Kitchen right now. So somebody is coming back into the competition next week. Well, when we and talk we about won't know the next, until next week, yeah, when we talk about the episode next week, but you'll know. know. Well, yeah, well, hopefully people know. If, if they watch the show, they know. Well, they should. So maybe they uh, chose not to fall victim to their bait of like going to the Bravo TV website, which is all that. It. That's what Bravo wants. Yeah, that's I couldn't even access on my. Anyways, yeah, yeah that's I what they wanted. I watched it on my phone. Yeah, so there you go. Way to go, Chef Nelson. Way to fuck over Gabriel, who's really talented. But also, you know, he has a low, he has the shortest commute home. He's from Portland, so he probably just went home, you know, drove fifteen minutes or whatever, and now he's he's at home chilling. See, you know so much about the background stories of all these people, and I'm like, yeah, I think it's because I jumped in late into the season. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, that person's cool. I'll, I'll ride with them for a while. <laughs> I just remember where I just remember kind of the general like where they're from because they always kind of attach their personal experiences to where, where they are located. Like I know chef Maria is based in Arizona and she does a lot like, you know, a lot of like uh like Hispanic food is kind of what, what she specializes in. So when they do stuff outside the box, I just like watch her. I'm like, okay, let's see how strong her cooking skills are. I probably should commit more to like learning more about the backstories of people in general, but I kind of like it's too late. Form my impressions. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll ride with that person. They give me good vibes. Just they go have good energy. Gut. I feel like they're cool yeah. and we'd get along great. Yeah. I, yeah. There you go. In go other food entertainment news that has nothing to do with top chef. I feel like that's mm-hmm. exactly how I feel. I've like latched onto the idea of this person, even though I don't know the whole background, mm-hmm. our friend, George Clooney <laughs> is celebrating his 60th birthday by okay. doing this like charity raffle thing where if you donate to his charity, you get entered into a drawing to have lunch at Lake Como Yeah, with him and his beautiful, perfect wife, Amal Clooney. Okay. Who, again, I don't know all the background on her, but everything I do know about her is just so impressive. And I feel like she's one of those real life versions of like a Disney princess who just has everything going for her. She's like yeah. good at everything. Yeah. So I don't know if Amal is cooking this lunch that you get to have no way with George Clooney. No, even I, but I would believe yeah. that she would be really good at it if she was. Yeah. Okay. So I don't believe for a second that either of them are cooking, but I do also believe like you do that. She's probably good at everything like that. she ever does ever or put or puts her mind to. Um, so I believe that she's probably an excellent cook. They're way too rich for that shit. They're, they're paying for chefs. They probably, I mean, not probably, they definitely have their own chefs at their, at their home in Italy. She seems like the type of woman that like didn't need George Clooney. So when he met her, it was like the one girl that wasn't impressed. Cause it, <laughs> it was like, it was like him and Leo were going at it for like number one, like who's going to fuck the most and who's going to be single the oh. most over our careers. Oh, I'm just saying, but don't you like yeah. want to win that prize, even though you don't know like anything about them and just the impression that you get of them. Like I want to hang out and have lunch. You're probably, I, I want to be flown 
for yeah. free. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. You make a small donation to charity or whatever to yeah. get your entry. There's got to be a minimum. Raffle. There's no way. But yeah. yes, I see what you're saying. But like imagine donating your... $5 and then you're like at George right? Clooney's, his wife's house and you're just, I already they forgot They fly name, you to so. Italy. You yeah. get to hang out with them mm-hmm. and then you get a meal provided. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to win. Yeah, I do, I do too. You're going to call bullshit on this. I would be more, <laughs> I would be more happy with just being flown to Italy and like chilling on the lake and like just eating food and being in Italy, then I would be like, oh my God, I'm meeting George Clean. Like that would be a cool moment, but like just being there and eating all the food would be like, that would actually be my favorite reason for going. I like to hope that I wouldn't be like starstruck by either of them, but that I would just be like, yeah, I was right. You guys are cool and we get along and now we are friends and we're eating something really delicious at this beautiful home. See, I just pictured actually being awkward where they're like, fuck man, we signed up for this thing for charity. And now we got these random ass like person or random people in our house. And we got like, pretend like we're cool, but let's be real. We're on way different wavelengths here. Like we're beautiful. Right. We're fucking we're multimillionaires. You're, you're, uber at, celebrities. you're at one of our homes in Italy. Um, hurry up and eat your dinner and get the fuck out because <laughs> we're trying to hang out. Like we, you know, I don't know. I, I just actually, I get the sense that it'd actually be a very awkward kind of an interaction. So sorry. I took you down a direction that I want to go have lunch with these people because I feel like they're cool. And you're like, yeah. nope, that'll be terrible. And they don't want to actually hang out with you. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> Dude, imagine the anxiety being on a plane. It's like, okay. And, uh, we're flying out of New Orleans airport. And in 12 hours, we'll be landing in blah, 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 Italy. And you're just like, and the whole time I'd be flying, I'd be thinking, wow, I'm stuck on this plane for the next X amount of hours flying to a place where people, where these people don't even want to see me. And they're just doing because they have to. Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought about it until you framed it that way. I'm sure, but you know what? He's a great actor. See so me, never fucking know. <laughs> I would hope not. I would hope I'd never know. I think I've proven. You're gonna, you would leave be like, we're best friends. Then you shut the door and be like, oh, thank God that event's over. <laughs> there are some people that I've met that I've, you know, had to do like work things with that it's been really cool and really effortless mm-hmm. and felt really natural and normal. Yeah. And there are times where my own brain doesn't catch up to whatever my mouth is saying. Okay. Like so, I've it, told you some awkward stories, like sure, Samuel L. Jackson correcting my grammar. We brought that up in the, one of the previous episodes. Yeah. And that was not as bad as when I told one of the Backstreet Boys that I had hair extensions. That's completely uh, unnecessary. Yeah. They were like, oh my God, I love your green hair. And before my brain could catch up, I heard my mouth going, thanks, half of it's mine. <laughs> and, so what would I do at a lunch with George and Amal Clooney? Like, what would I say if we are just sitting there at that table? Yeah, and again, intimate setting, mm-hmm. their house. Mm-hmm. You've flown to be there. Mm-hmm. You're International, halfway, yeah. You're halfway around the world. You're in their living room, you're in their kitchen, and they're just like, cool. Don't know where to take that. Would you like seconds? Uh, where is this going? Like, I don't- Like, I'll whole, be right back. I have to, yeah. I have a thing. I have to go do literally yeah. any other room in this house that is not near you, yeah. you weirdo. <laughs> It's never anything that's like psycho or creepy. I just do things that are so yeah. awkward. Yeah. And but then it, again, I yeah. do that with normal people too. Yeah. So imagine, I'm just, <laughs> it sounds all good until you're there. You're and like, yes, you and do. You and they're are. looking at you and you're like, say something cool, say something cool. And it, it, it's never going to be what you want it to be. Well, that was my uh, overlap between <laughs> <laughs> celebrity and food for the week. Uh-huh. But now I regret even bringing it up because now I feel self-conscious on behalf of whoever wins <laughs> This lunch in Italy yeah. with. Hey, good luck. Don't say something stupid and fuck <laughs> everything up. I'm sure George and Amal will love you. Oh, we're wrapping up another yeah. episode. But first we got to do our food fail, food win for yeah. the week. Yep, yep, yep. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Worst, I went and proceeded to drink with my barber. Shout out to Jacob. I went into the barber shop, didn't even get a haircut and ended up being there for an hour. And we put down... I, this is not like a bragging thing, but we just, we drank way too much. It was like a half a bottle of tequila in about like an hour, just very rapid pace. At one point, I think we were three shots in. I'm looking like he, we went to check the time and I'm like, mm-hmm. I've been here for eight minutes. Like this is, oh, this is, this is getting out of control very quickly, which Wait, we proceeded you, to laugh and then finish the rest of the bottle. Are you also a tequila drinker by choice? Is this why we're friends? Because usually other people make fun of me when I order tequila cocktails or things just like. So with tequila, not against my will. This is going to make me sound bad. I am in 
pretty much like an everything drinker. So if somebody says, Hey, I have whatever, do you want to shoot it with me? The answer is yes. Obviously I'm in my barbershop. I'm just oh, hanging out. Okay. So you're just in this situation an yeah, alcohol opportunist. Yeah, 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 exactly. There you go. That, that's a good way of looking Put at it. Put that on a business I'm, card. <laughs> I'm an opportunist, but you know, it's like whiskey and beer for me if I, if I have a choice, but I'm not going to turn down, you know, some tequila or whatever. So anyways, that happens. I end up going home and on the way home. There's a bar right around the corner from my house. And I'm like, let me just stop in for a beer again by myself. And that one beer turned into an eight hour drinking affair. Oh no. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I somehow got roped into hanging out on my neighbor's porch. Cause they're out there every night drinking. And I've done a good job of like avoiding that situation. Cause it's, just, it's bad for me because if I say yes, I will take it to the extreme and I'll be out there all fucking night on the porch. And then porch. you wake up the next afternoon on their porch. Yeah. And I'll yeah. be, and I'll be drinking until the sun comes up and all that. So it's like, I, I have to stay away from those things because I'm either zero or I'm a hundred. And I tried to, I tried to not do that to myself. So I'm not good at moderation is what I'm trying to say. So anyways, that happened. Um, it ended up being, I think like a, a 10 to 12 hour day of drinking, the majority of which was done by myself. And uh, yeah, I woke up the next morning and I had this disgusting fucking feeling and like my mouth just tasted, uh, speaking of like old shitty me and didn't get me high. It just made me feel like shit. Oh no! And I found out that I actually ate a double stacked Whopper and large fries like right before I went to bed. So I apparently like got a bunch of Burger King and then just crushed it and then passed out and then woke up and that's all I could taste was just Burger King. And I felt like absolute shit. It was horrible. Mm, I was good. That is a low. Yeah, that's a low. Um, quickly, my high was I went back to my favorite ramen place in New Orleans. Kin, mm-hmm. they are open again. Um, oh, yay! I did share it. A lot of people were really excited because they're like, I didn't know it was back open. Honestly, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't either. Um, and I had their oxtail shoyu ramen, and it was so incredibly good. And I was very quickly reminded why this place is my favorite ramen place in New Orleans. So if you're in New Orleans or you're visiting here or whatever, and you love ramen, go to Kin. You will not be disappointed. It was really, really good. I'll do the same order as you. My low Mm -hmm. was about one of my favorite places in New Orleans, which is a huge bummer. I used to live by my favorite dive bar in the city. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also yours. Oh, it's my favorite dive bar in the world. Snake and Jake's. And some of my friends from college were in for the weekend Mm -hmm. and we had gone to a really great place. And then we're like, we have to end the night at snake and Jake's, which if you've been the the snake and Jake's experience begins (laughs) when a lot of places are closing. Right. Yeah. When it's, when things are normal, it's a 24 hour bar. So the usual time that we would roll up is like two or three in the morning. Yeah. Which in some cities, everything has been long closed. No, that's when they start getting busy. In fact, Not right now, we learned. For some reason, in my imagination, Snake and Jake's is above the rule of the law that the rest of the city has to abide by with like pandemic curfew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not consider. I was like, yeah, but it's Snake and Jake's. They're going to stay open. Yeah. No, they have the hard and fast one o'clock rule that everybody else has. No, they're very, they're very by the book. Yeah. they're, They're taking everything very seriously. And to their credit, I mean, they really have gone out of their way to be like, we're going to do whatever we can because they want to get back to normal. They don't want to get shut down. Yeah, yeah we all want to get back to normal. But, to be safe. but it was so not like old times to get in there yeah. close-ish to one o'clock and be mm-hmm. told that last call was happening soon. And really, I can count maybe on one hand in my life yeah. all of the times that I've heard the words last call at Snake and Jake's. It was a very confusing and yeah. saddening experience. Yeah. Yeah. I've only had one and it was when I was there, I think a month and a half ago and they're like last call. And I was like, Holy huh? shit. I'm like, huh? Here? Yeah. Do you know where you are? Yeah. And it was weird. My highlight. God, I had so many, because like I said, I had friends in from college. Yeah. Roll wave. And then I had a friend's birthday mm-hmm. and then we celebrated mother's day this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think that has to be my highlight. And I know most people want to hear, about like New Orleans name drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I went back to Lafayette. I think people just want to hear food name drops because the food that we get out here, especially what you're about to say, is very unique to the area. Well, on Mother's Day, we had like an old family favorite of trout menier Mm -hmm. with like a shrimp mixed into the sauce. Oh, yeah. 
That was so good. Yeah. All like local seafood. Then we had one of my favorites. <laughs> I hate to trigger you, but this blueberry dobash cake from oh, a bakery in Lafayette called Poop Arts that I've been going to since I was a child. Yeah. And then when I drive back, I don't call them leftovers because they're, they're not. Mm-hmm. There are things that I will bring back from Lafayette, mm-hmm. Cajun country for anybody who's not familiar. Yes. Uh, that it's just different from New Orleans. Yes, it's all Louisiana. It's all Louisiana. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say I don't trust, but when I see either a cracklins or a boudin balls or something on a menu in new Orleans, I kind of look at with like one eyebrow raise yeah. and I'm like, Hmm, suspicious. <laughs> yeah. So I don't call them leftovers. Yeah. I call them bringbacks. Okay. So I have my regular bringbacks of boudin and cracklins mm-hmm. from it's, it's an old family business in Lafayette. It's, it's called Earl's. It's, yeah like a Cajun grocery. You can yeah. go get plate lunches, which is a very Cajun thing. Yes. You can get your Cajun specialties. Yes. And it's like a full grocery store, but <sighs> I brought you I back a yes, you did. deboned chicken stuffed <sighs> with pork and cornbread yes. in this Cajun chicken. I did not know that existed. You said, oh, I brought you something. I thought it was just like some boudin because you texted me, I'm bringing you some boudin. And I got really excited that for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought you were going to show up with a little bag. You fucking showed up with like Here's my cooler grocery bag. <laughs> bags full. You're like, uh, need another hand here? And uh, when you show me the chicken, I just thought, I'm like, oh, well, you know, like a boneless chicken. And then you're like, no, it's it's pork and cornbread stuffed. You're like, just throw some butter on it and throw it in the oven. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this yeah. is, I'm very, I'm going to eat it tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very excited. So probably I'll just wrap up my highlight and say, Cajun things. Cajun things. That's my highlight of the week. I've never been to Lafayette. I still haven't been. Well, I have lots of recommendations, but I I hate to tell you that a lot of them are just things around a family table. Yeah. But I do have like restaurant recommendations. I'm going to bust in and treat your house like George in the malls and be like, what's up? I'm here. Let's eat together. (laughs) I won. What are we eating? I won. What are we eating? You're like, oh, why is this awkward? You don't want me here? Oh, you don't know who I am? Man, that was a great way to bring it full circle. That's it. Yeah, we got to wrap it up on that note. What a great way to wrap up the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pass the Everything. We hope to talk to you again next week. Yep. In the meantime, as always, we're going to ask you the same favors. Share with a friend. Yeah. Rate us. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, review. Leave a little comment if you like. We love reading those. Yeah. Done some really good ones so far. Yep. And uh, give us a follow on PTE Pod or tag us. We'll see you next week or we'll talk to you next week. Come back for seconds. <laughs> <laughs>